When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's the Son of a Butch podcast. You guys know the drill. Drops every Wednesday. I am your host, Claude Harmon. This week's guest, um, this week's guest is the reason why I wanted to do the podcast in the first place. Kevin Dillon, aka Johnny Drama from Entourage. Um, if you're not a fan of Entourage, you, you need to question your life choices um, because to me, it's one of the greatest television shows of all time. And Johnny Drama is one of the greatest television characters of all time. Um, it's something that uh, we've been trying to get Kevin on the pod for a while. He's a big golfer, comes from a big golf family. Golf has been a huge part of that show. So to get him is one of the defining moments of my life. But before we get to the interview, I'm excited to talk about our newest partner for wellness. I've been a fan of theirs uh, for a long time and I've been ordering their coffee for a couple of years now, um, I'm always drinking it at work. Anybody who comes up to the Floridian, I get them turned on to it. Um, it tastes great, and it's called the good stuff for a reason. It's improved how I feel every day by giving me more focus, more energy without the typical crash that you have with coffee um, because there's nothing artificial in it. Um, I've quit putting dairy into my coffee, and um, it's something that I drink on a regular basis. Um, I had one of the co-founders, Dave Phillips, on the pod last year, and we're going to try and get um, him and his partner in Four Wellness, Phil Mickelson, um, on this year to talk about all of the stuff behind the company. Um, Dave and Phil were the, the reasons why I started drinking uh, Four Wellness, and I would see Phil drinking it, I'd see Dave drinking it, and they were like, you got to try it. Um, I'm really excited to have them as a part of the podcast. They have pods, powders, whole beans, and energy bites too. So lots of products for you to try out. I'm really excited to have them on board as a partner of the podcast because I know everyone listening will like their stuff as much as I do. You can check out their website, forwellness.com slash podcast, spelled F-O-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com slash podcast to learn more and order today with their best offer right now. They're so sure you'll see the benefits of adding the good stuff to your coffee that they back every purchase with a 60-day money-back guarantee. If not completely satisfied, you can return it for a full refund. So check it out. And now, without further ado, let's get to the interview with Kevin Dillon. All right, my guest today is Kevin Dillon. Kevin, when I say I'm a fan, I, I am a huge fan. And I my my wife watches, when I quote movies and stuff like that, she says, how do you have this photographic memory? I watch Entourage and I and I can quote it like every episode. So it's, it's huge to do this, but heaven help us. You started that in the early 80s. Um, 84, bro. 84. 84. Yeah. My screws are loose, brother. <laughs> My screws, screws, brother. <laughs> brother Thaddeus. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. I actually, uh, when, I, when I got beat by the priest, he actually, the actor, it was my first real movie. So I actually, I got my head bashed against the blackboard. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. He actually hit my head on, on the blackboard so many times that the next day they were like, we, we were really sorry. Because I came in with, I, I was like, I got a headache. I got bumps in my head. They gave me, it was my first, they called it a stunt adjustment, which means they give you like $500 bills. And back then, $500 bills to me was a big deal. So I was like, yeah, 500 baby, for a couple bumps on the head, I'll take it. Um, When you look back at that time in your life, Kevin, I mean, the the career that you've had, and I mean, it, it started with something like that. When you're on a movie set and you're trying to be an actor and you're that young, do you have any idea what you're doing, I mean, it's got to be all completely new to you at that stage of your life to be on a big movie set with other actors and you're, you've got to do all this. It must have been crazy. I mean, how old were you when you filmed that movie? I was like 17, man. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I really did. I did do. A, uh, I did a couple school plays right here in Mamaronic at the Emlyn Theater. It was one school play, but I did three nights at the Emlyn Theater. I played Petruchio in The Taming of the Shrew. And uh, that kind of gave me the bug. I was like, I loved the reaction I got from the audience. And that was the first and last time I've done stage. I want to do it again sometime. But that was it. And as soon as I heard the laughter and the applause, I was like, I want to do this. When you were starring in your first movie, your brother Matt, um, who, I mean, growing up, I mean, I watched all of his movies, right? I mean, he was... That that was he was like a like a superstar. I'm Teen Beat magazine. He was on the cover of Teen Beat. <laughs> That's how he old hated I am. it too. He hated being on Teen Beat and Tiger Bag and all those. Uh, I was on a couple of those too, you know. But uh, you know, they they <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, for him it was super embarrassing. He wanted to get out. of it. He wanted to be taken seriously. I was happy to be like uh, get one page in there somewhere, but. <laughs> Did you feel at any point competition with your brother? Because, I mean, he's 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 acting, you're acting. Um, what was that like, that that kind of, that brother relationship when you're both trying to do the same thing? You know, there, there was no competition because he was already, I mean, Matt was a huge star when I was trying to work my way up. And I, I was lucky to be working and uh, I was happy to be working. But I never really, really caught up to him. And I still haven't, I'd say. I've definitely gotten I've gotten closer with Entourage, no doubt about that. Hey, he he was in, you know, some cool stuff, but I mean, you were in Platoon when you're, you know, in your late teens. No doubt. Uh yeah, yeah. I would have been probably ni- 19 or 20. And it was pretty cool with with Charlie Sheen who I just did a pilot with, by the way. Really? So, yeah, me and Charlie did a pilot and who knows, maybe it'll get picked up called Ramble On. It's a really, really cool pilot. We'll see what happens. But he's my buddy, and it's kind of cool work with him that many years later. Such a great guy. When you went um, and shot, I can still remember, go, my dad fought in Vietnam. I still remember going to see Platoon with my dad. He was he never talked about Vietnam as, as, as an experience. He couldn't talk about it. And that movie, I think for him, was a really kind of changing experience for him because he saw a lot of the things that he went through um did you all on that set have an idea that that was going to be such a big film you know what i didn't i I, uh 
Oliver Stone was cool, and he he let us all sit. He invited us to the premiere after we got cast to, to the pr premiere of a movie he did called Salvador, and we all went and we checked it out. We were like, "Wow, this is a really really good movie," and this script Platoon is great. I think we got a really a good chance at, at it being a good movie. Did we know it was going to be like this legendary movie and win all those awards? I didn't know that. But uh, I do remember Tom Berenger said, hey, guys, breathe it in. Take this in. You're never going to get a moment like this. This is as good as it gets. We're in the Philippines. We're dying. There's mosquitoes. And it was disgusting. But, I mean, he, he knew that we were on to something special. And it really was. And we had a great time. And, uh, and the movie was huge. Uh, we saw it at this. Uh, he had a, we had a premiere at the Ziegfeld Theater. And I remember right after the movie ended, the place went silent. Usually there would be applause, but everyone was like stunned by the movie. And then it just, and I was like, oh no, they hated the movie. But then boom, they erupted with it. It, it was like unbelievable. People, and I was like, oh my God, they love this movie. I mean, it was really, uh, it was pretty cool. I didn't know what we had. And um, I don't think anyone really did except for Tom Berenger. I think if you look at all the people that were in Platoon, they were, a lot of them were like yourselves. They were starting out and they've gone on to have unbelievable careers and become worldwide phenomenons as, as actors. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys, I mean, I, I talked to Keith David recently. I tried to get him because I, I did a movie called Buddy Games 2. We did a, a sequel to the first Buddy Games. It's going to be hilarious, but I wanted Keith David in there. So I called him up, and I was like, Keith, you got to do it. And he couldn't do it because he already had a couple things set up. But, um, yeah, I mean, all these guys, it's crazy how much we've all stayed in contact. Uh, John C. McGinley, Johnny C., who's uh, Captain O'Neill, he's in the movie that I did, uh, in, the, in the pilot I did with Charlie as well. So uh, that one's going to be cool because it's, it's got a little bit of entourage. We've got Kevin Connolly's in it and some of my platoon guys. And it's directed and written by Doug Allen, who created Entourage. So we'll we'll see what happens with the pilot. If I was a betting man, I'd say, yeah, it goes. But, you know, a lot of pilots don't go. So we'll see what happens. I don't think people realize, you know, you know, I'm in the golf world. You're an actor. You love golf. But I don't think people realize how hard it is to actually be an actor and say that's what you want to try and do and then actually make it. I think Entourage did an amazing job at at showing people that whole process of the kind of up and down. And yeah. I, I always say I lived in LA for almost three years. It's one of my favorite places. I lived in Hollywood. I lived up in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm so glad that I lived in LA because when I watch Entourage and people go, oh, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. That's, it's, it's really like that. I mean, I think you, you guys did an unbelievable job at encapsulating kind of that Hollywood, but not in kind of the way that it was in like, you know, Tim Robbins and the player where you, you couldn't figure that out, right? I mean, it's just too, you know, that Warren Beatty era of what Hollywood was supposed to be like. But I think Entourage encapsulated what kind of being young and trying to make it in Hollywood is. Um, you have to have an enormous amount of thick skin. I mean, your character, Johnny Drama, which I, to me is one of the greatest television, you know, roles of all time. Oh, thanks, but man. I appreciate that, that. But that type of 
thing where you're the butt of a lot of jokes, but you're basically that character is trying to do what you did, just trying to make it, get any part. And he did it. He did it too, by the way, because in the movie he won a, a Golden Globe, which I've been nominated. I didn't win. So Johnny Drums actually surpassed me. But but I I love the character. And it should, the, the great thing about that show is it showed both sides of it. Not everyone's going to be Vince. You know, um, Mark Wahlberg, who this whole show is kind of based upon, I mean, he's been blessed. Everything he touches seems to work out great. And uh, but and it's been, been really good for his brother, too. Donnie's done really well. And the drama character wasn't really based on Donnie. Donnie's, done, he, Donnie's killed it himself. It was more based around... Uh, it, he calls him his cousin, this guy, Johnny Alves. And, uh, but it, I love, I've had so many actors come up to me. I, I feel like I'm carrying the flag for all actors who have been struggling and fighting and trying to get it done and who have been like disrespected in auditions. And they're like, I love that audition scene when, when you're in there and you stood up against, you know, when they, he was on his cell phone, he should have been listening to you. You know, I, I love all those scenes are great. Um, it, it was really great writing, and uh, I love the cast. The other guys were great. But it really does uh, show you what Hollywood is like, was like, and will always probably be like. I mean, with the Ari stuff, and you, know, you got the agents, the managers, the lawyers, and you know, business managers, all these aspects of this show were all great. Uh, how much... Kevin, do you feel like Hollywood is hard work, honing your craft, and how much of it is chance, dumb luck that that the stars align and you get a break and something happens? Because I think everybody likes sports thinks, or, and I have a lot of young golfers who come to me all the time. The dad says, I'll, I'll, you'll never meet anyone that will work harder than my son or my daughter. And I'm like, that, that's kind of a prerequisite. Yeah, <laughs> you, you better you, don't be, you make better it. work hard if you want to be on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both in Hollywood, though. You have to kind of. I, I was a little lucky to have my brother Matt, who was already a, a big, a big name, so that kind of helped me out. But now there's, you know, I got like 35 years in the business. So, I mean, you're not going to make it past the first five if you're not good and if you don't work hard. So it's a little it's a little bit of both in Hollywood. You have to have a certain look for the right. I mean, sometimes I, I can't tell you how many times they said, oh, they like you, but they were going to go in a different direction, you know. And then obviously if, if your calves aren't right for the role. Yeah, and of course, you know. I mean, one of the great. What are the great All episodes? Right, now, now you made me do it. Here we go. Here we go. Look, look, look at that implant, huh? Look at that thing. Look at the way it wiggles around. <laughs> that's a real deal, right there. That's 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 no implant, bro. <laughs> How much? Um, right after the U.S. Open that Tiger won in 2008, I was working. I was living in L.A. and the, my dad was working with Phil Mickelson at the time, and they shot the episode at Trump National where Phil was in the episode. It was like the Monday, Tuesday after. I remember all the guys were there and stuff. Um, golf has played, I think, a huge part of Entourage. I mean, it's amazing to me. Yeah. Was that your guys' input that were the golfers? Was that Doug? Was that the writers? Was that Mark? Whose idea was to put so much golf content in Entourage? Well, well, uh, 
to be honest with you, that was me that made that happen because I met Phil. I was uh, I was with Jerry Ferrara. We were we were playing in San Diego. I think we were at the Bridges, great golf course, yep. and uh, it, we just finished up our round and we were going in to have lunch and. Phil Mickelson walked right by and he did the cap thing, you know, like, like, you know, the little cap tip, but, but he, he did it more of like to cover himself up. Like, I don't want to be recognized right now. He's walking out to his trunk and I was like, I can't let this go. I got to say what's up to Phil. And I went in with my dad because my dad was a portrait is, you know, he, he passed just a year ago, but he's a great portrait painter. He painted all the greats. You know, Jack and Arnie and, you know, Gary Player and, and Phil. And so I went up and I said, hey, Phil, Kevin Dill, I just have to say hi. Because he was really trying to get away. He did not not want to be right. And he went, oh, my God, Johnny Drama. And so he loved he loved the show. So that was cool. And I said, you know my dad? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he told this great story about how when he, my dad took a picture of Phil to paint him. But when he and Phil posed for the for the picture, and he was like, uh, "My dad was like, do you want a golf club? You want to hold the golf club?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." And they so they just grabbed any old golf club, and it was a right-handed golf club, and he took it and he painted the right-handed golf club, and then later when my dad presented the the painting to Phil, my dad went, "Oh my God, I gave you, I, I painted you with a right-handed golf club. Give it to me. I'll fix it. I'm going to change it to a left-handed club." He goes, no, 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 no. I like it. Phil said, I like it just the way it is. I love the story behind it. Keep it right-handed. I love it. And um, Phil told me that story. My dad had forgotten about that. And so we sat down. He's like, come join us for lunch. We And we sat and we talked. And I didn't realize that the episode that was on the way, didn't air yet, was just the one where Ari says, he's collapsing like Phil at Wingfoot. So, I mean, there is that big, and I forgot that that didn't air, and that was on its way out. But I said, Phil, we, I, I would love to have you got to do the show. Will you do Entourage? He goes, hell yeah, I'll definitely do Entourage. I called Doug Allen right away. I said, Doug, I got Phil Mickelson. Will you write him into the show? He goes, shit, yeah, put him on. And I put the two of them on, and the rest is history. But when he saw that episode, he went to Doug, and he went like, so collapsing like Philip Wingfoot, huh? And of course, Doug was like, "Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, you know, we didn't know we were going to get you as a guest spot, but we, you know, we love you." And he he was a really great guest. He signed every autograph, took photos with the whole crew. He was the best. I love Phil. And then the episode where you take Tom Brady's club, you hit the bad shot, you break it. I mean, did you think that you would be the butt of like a couple of years ago when Bryson's at the, the, the British Open? He's talking about how he doesn't <laughs> like the club. You were the meme that everybody was coming up with. They were putting Bryson's face on you, beating the club up. I mean, it, it's amazing how you could have never envisioned that that could happen. That was hilarious. And I, and I love Bryson. I love what, you know, what he did here at Wingfoot was amazing. I mean, this place. So Bryson's great. He's a great champion for Wingfoot. But they also had uh, uh, Brooks was in there, too, and I got to meet Brooks. And so, I mean, both of those guys I love. But it, it's so funny how that carries on that, you know, um, it was one episode of many, but it was fun. And the crazy thing about 
I, we tried to break that club so many times, and it, the, the prop guys kept scoring the club, and they wanted me to break it over my knee, and it just looked like crap. It was go like it would break like a pencil, and I was like, guys, this club would not break like this. This looks terrible. And they all agreed. I said, just let me break this. Back the camera up so you could see the whole my whole body, and I'll break this club properly. I know how to break a club. Don't let me tell you. So I took it, I slammed it on the ground, and I stepped on it, and it came out like that U shape, which was perfect. And I, I held it up, and and then there is Turtle going, "You broke Tom Brady's club, you asshole!" <laughs> it was just, it was great. I mean, what an episode! That was that was so fun. The plus fours I was wearing, the hat, I looked like Payne Stewart. It was just, it was awesome. I love golf, and I got all the guys into golf. Uh, so who was the Mark, best golfer? Who's the best? Yeah. On the cast of Entourage. Uh, I'm, I'm the best, but I'm terrible right now. I mean, I'm really, I'm struggling. I didn't get to play all summer, so I I actually uh, tried to get an emergency lesson yesterday. And I couldn't get one because our pro was ill. And uh, but I, I I need a little work right now. But when I'm hitting the ball well, I got down to a seven. And uh, but right now Jerry Ferraro's hitting the ball really well. Kevin Connolly just joined the golf club and he's starting to strike the ball. Everyone's into it, and I feel you know I got a little pride, you know that the fact that I introduced these guys to the game in a lot of ways and. Uh, it's great. So golf is a big part of it and a big part of who we are. It was a big part of the show. And um, Doug Allen loves golf too, so the creator of Entourage. Uh, yeah, I just – golf is me. I just love this place. I love Wingfoot. I love everything about it. Let's take a quick break. And we are back. My dad, um, they, they used my dad's name in an episode to where um, Jeremy Piven, Ari's in, in, his, in his office and he says to Lloyd, he's like, Lloyd, if I don't, uh, I think it was like, if I don't win the club championship, I'm going to sue Butch Harmon's ass. So that's my claim to fame that my dad actually is entourage. I called my that's dad when cool. I saw the episode. I said, hey, dad, you know, you're an entourage. What the hell is entourage? And then, and then he saw it and he was like, yeah, I like that show. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You like the show. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you only like the show because they used your name. Well, you know, uh, yeah, of course, your dad was a, a legend around here. I've heard your dad, my dad, talk about your dad many times. And I mean, I'm sorry, not your dad, but your, your grandfather. Grandfather, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, he, he was a real big part of this place right here at Wankfoot. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool being in the locker room right here. We're in the crow's nest. So normally you're not allowed to have a cell phone anywhere near this place. So it's nice to be you know, communicating like this at Wingfoot, you know? My dad went to um, Iona Prep. No way, no way. My dad went to, My, my dad, dad went also to, went to Iona. Not Prep, but he went to Iona, yeah, Iona College. I read that the high school you went to, Mamaronek, um, your brother went there. Um, Michael O'Keefe, who was in Caddyshack. Yes, um, yes. David O. Russell, I mean. And his, member, his, his brother's a member here. Who would have thought all of those people who went to that high school would have gone on to have real legit careers yeah. in Hollywood? It's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, Westchester County, they we they breed some uh, some good athletes, some good actors out here. 
Did you play um, junior golf, high school golf growing up? Or I didn't. You know what? I, I'm from. I'm one of six, five boys. My dad loved golf and tried to get us into it, and we were like, it starts with my older brother, Paul. I'm going to blame him because he was like, no, we're, golf is for wimps. We don't play golf, you know. We play baseball, basketball, football. That was his attitude. And now we all play golf, and we all wish we started when my dad said, hey, come with me to the range, you know. But we didn't, uh, you know, I didn't start until my late 20s. That's why my swing does not hold up, you know. <laughs> I need a little help. I got to come pay you a visit. We, we, we can definitely help you with the golf side of things. Oh, that, um, that would be good. I, I think most people that are going to be listening to this will be very surprised um, that golf has been such a huge part of your life and a huge part of your family. I mean, your, your father, you said he was the golfer. Did you look up to him and think, okay, one day when I'm older, Maybe I'll get into this, like you said, because I, you and I are kind of relatively, you know, of that same generation. I never played a lot of golf growing up because when I was growing up, golf wasn't cool. It was old men out of shape in funny clothes. You know, there was no Tiger Woods. There was no, you know, wasn't any of that. And now, and now, um, yeah, you know, golf is cool. Yeah, you, you know what? It wasn't. Well, once I got into it, my younger brother started before me. And they, he was a member of Waikiki Gale and Nourishell. And uh, we used to just go there for the pool. So it was like, you know, we could go to the pool, we get some of those drink tickets and eat some hot dogs and beers and jump in the pool. And then my younger brothers started playing. I guess my dad got to him. He talked one of them into playing in the father son. And then I started kind of, you know, me and uh, I started playing a little bit. And then I got roped into the father-son. They call that apology golf where you're not allowed to. I kept hitting it into the woods, and I was sorry, Dad. He's like, no apologizing. But we had, we, I had a great time, and that's when it kind of happened. I was maybe 28. I wish I started younger. And uh, and then I have two daughters, and I can't get either of them into golf. My youngest daughter's got a great golf swing, but it's like I got to twist her arm to get her to play. It's the best sport in the world. You just sometimes when you're young, you got to be pushed a little bit. I think you know. You mentioned my grandfather, who was the longtime head pro at Wingfoot. He's kind of synonymous with that. But not a lot of people know this. Um, they were my dad said when they were younger. My grandfather, they were members at Waikagill. So my dad played I didn't know more that. rounds. Oh. He played more rounds at Waikagill probably than he did at Wingfoot. Great story. Um, I want to say, is it the last hole that's a par five where you've got to yeah. hit it over water? My dad said, because my dad was you know, pretty rebellious, he said they'd be in the middle of the fairway, it'd be downwind, and he said he'd just pull out three wood, and he and his brothers, his brothers, you know, my Uncle Dick, my Uncle Craig, my Uncle Billy, we go, no, 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 you've you got too much club. My dad said he'd, just, he'd take the, the three wood out and just hammer it because he wanted to hit the clubhouse, and he'd be banging it off the clubhouse. <laughs> Like Tin Cup, right? It's like, I'll tin keep cup. going until I get it over. <laughs> East Coast is a big part of the entourage story. Um, yeah. Did yeah. you guys, did, was that from Mark? Was that from Doug? Did you, and, and I'm always interested on a show like Entourage, which is so, Kevin, which is so iconic. How much input as an actor were you able to put into the show and your character or was it listen you know this is script you do this you know it, it was a little bit of both uh 
the script was the script, but as the show started taking off, if I had an idea, I would, you know, that's why I, I felt me and Doug Ellen are really great friends. If I have an idea about something, I could throw it to him. He might write it. So, I mean, every one of these scripts kind of came through all of us. Like anyone could have said, told Doug a story about what happened in Hollywood or what happened on a golf course and all these kind of crazy things. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of both. And if I wanted to change something, I would have to pretty much have to do it in advance. Don't do it on the set. He, I'd, I'd have to call Doug and say, hey, Doug, I'd like to change that to this if that's okay. And as long as I did that, he'd be like, most of the time he'd be like, 100%. So I would, uh, I'd be able to change it. But it, he didn't really like you just going off on your own. He put a lot of thought into his words. He wanted, to, he wanted them said kind of the way he wrote them. I, I, that was my other question. I mean, as an actor, how, are there directors and people that you do movies with that say, listen, why don't you try and bring your own ideas and you kind of have that license to ad lib on the fly while the cameras are rolling. And then I'm sure there are directors that are like, do it this way. I wrote it. It's my baby. This is the way I want it. Yeah. I mean, one thing was Doug wrote great dialogue. So, I mean, it, I, the tweaks were very small if I had any. But the last movie I just did was, uh, it's 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 great, but it's a different kind of thing. It's more of an improv. And um, it was Buddy Games. There was a Buddy Games 1, and it did really well. And then we just shot the sequel, Buddy Games 2, and it's going to be hilarious. And it's all kind of like we're figuring it out as we go. And it was so fun to do. Really is a lot of fun. You know, you hear a lot about actors. Um, one of the things I think is really interesting about Entourage is um, Vince's character and Ari's character. There's that scene where she he's trying to get Vince a, a, a job. And somebody in the, in the meeting talks about a television job. And, you know this idea that Vince was a movie star, not a television star. Do you find it interesting now that that line has been so blurred because now Netflix, Hulu, it seems like a lot of the things that are great on TV, not basically old school kind of movie star stuff. A lot of the great work is on TV now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's, there's no longer a, a movie actor and a TV actor. Now you could do, you could do both pretty much. Uh, but that was, that was the way it was growing up. I did all movies. And then once I broke into TV, it was like, I couldn't get a movie job because I was a TV actor now. So I was doing TV. Thank God that's different now. And I could work both sides of the, you know, do both, but still you'll see guys like, you know, Leo DiCaprio is not doing any TV shows. He's, you know, he's a movie <laughs> star. He's going to keep making movies. And, uh, but but there is a lot of crossover now, and that's good. That opens things up for guys like me. You also, I mean, if you think about some of the biggest stars in Hollywood, they got their start on TV, and they go on to be these mega, mega superstars. Yeah, yeah. And then there are other guys who started the movies like me, and then moved on to TV. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you got to start somewhere. You know, with a with a with a show like Entourage, with the character that you played, do you ever get tired of people calling you Johnny Drama? I mean, because I mean, it, it. I mean, you're synonymous with that character. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. I I take it as a compliment. 
And, uh, you know, I I was called Matt Dillon's kid brother for most of my life. So I had that. And uh, so Johnny Drama's all right. It's something I created, and I'm kind of proud of it. The Victory Podcast. Um, whose idea was that? I mean, I listen to it. It's it's great to to listen the the angle of the podcast. Um, Thank you. I want to get you on. By the way, I'm, you get it. I'm in. When you come out to LA, you come on by and come pay us a visit out there. But it was Kevin Kevin Connolly. Uh, he was like, I got this uh, big thing. Uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, not not just a podcast, but a whole studio pod. You know, so. Action Park Studios. So he's got a whole bunch of podcasts. I'll probably try and rec- recruit you, knowing him. But uh, he, uh, he, it was his idea, and it was right during the pandemic, and and it was when nobody was working. I mean, there was nothing going on, and he's like, "Hey, let's go." We went in. We didn't know if any of us had COVID. I mean, it was so weird back then. We sat around the table and we did our first couple then we got comfortable and we had a good time and then things started opening up a little bit but yeah i mean it was great to just hang out with the guys because entourage had ended and i didn't get to see him as often i love these guys great i mean we're really really tight so kevin and doug and myself and jerry ferrara and some of the guys who i don't get to see as often like uh adrian grenier they're still you know love there i can't wait to see that we're real tight uh, Jeremy Piven came on the podcast, and he's got a podcast going. It's uh, it, it's a it's a great family, it really is the Entourage family. We all felt watching it that there was that you were like a family on the show, and it's 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 cool to hear that as the show has ended and you all have gone on to do other things that there still is that because I think that what for those of us that watched it, we we felt like we were part of it. We felt like we were. That's what I loved about the show the most is how much these guys, I mean, no matter what they do or what they're up to, they care so much for each other and they would do anything for each other. The show is so L.A., but yet it was so New York. It was like these guys are boys from New York and they'll do anything for each other. And that that's what's really cool about it. It had a lot of heart. And there's so many one line. I mean, I have to deal with agents all the time, you know, and I, I say to them sometimes, I'm like, dude, you're so E right now. Quit being E. Like, quit <laughs> Don't being be a e. suit. Hey, suit, take it easy. <laughs> right? And I think that's like a really cool part of, there's so many parts of that show that give people that will never have an opportunity in Hollywood. But, you know, I mean, the the Johnny Drama, the Victory, Viking Quest, all that stuff, um, you know, the fact that that I that people get to realize that your character wasn't on NYPD, but Pacific Blue, that was another one of my favorites. <laughs> Pacific Blue. Pacific Blue. I mean, all the, the, the jobs that Johnny Drama had are amazing. He had so many, like, his resume was massive. You know? Did was that was that Doug that did that or did you go to him and say, listen, maybe it'd be cool if Johnny Drama had this past and he starred in this commercial? No, no, that was all Doug. That was all Doug made that stuff up. You know, and even like Vince started off doing Mentos commercials. You know, I mean, that's all Doug and his genius. He's just a really uh, great writer. So the show I'm uh, Entourage ran for so long. Kevin, do you have, what are some of your, I mean, I've got obviously, and everybody listening that's an Entourage fan will have their favorite episodes, their favorite scenes. Um, what are some episodes and some scenes um, that are your favorite as, as, as somebody that was a part of that? 
You know, I got a couple episodes, and and one of them is actually the golf episode because I love golf. Tom Brady. That was actually supposed to be uh, originally. That was supposed to be Eli Manning, and he couldn't do it for some reason. And Mark Wahlberg called up Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's like, "Yeah, Doug Ellen had to rewrite the whole script to make it make sense." And it was it was great. It was like I, I just love that episode because I love golf, and it was a weird day because I was hitting the ball so pure off the tee, and like every shot, they're like, "All right, uh, uh, Dylan, now you got to hit a bad shot now, okay?" And I was like, well, I, "I didn't want to hit a bad." Every one was like right down the middle, so I had to purposely like hit a duck hook. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean that, that that is one of my favorites. But my number one favorite is when Johnny Drama is like all nervous because he's got a hit five towns is coming out. He's just afraid he's going to get bad reviews. He's got horrible reviews in the past. I think a bird flies through the window and it's bad karma. He's like, oh, this is bad luck. And then the reviews come out. Well, he's like he's in a uh, an Asian rubbing tug and he's like. Uh, trying to hide he's like why do you have variety in here get rid of that thing you know and he finds out she's like well why don't you just read it i I read and i get a bad review i storm out of there i think my career is over he drives out to the grand canyon hammered by the way which i don't know if you would ever see that again you know drinking and driving out to the grand canyon and you think he's like gonna drive they lincoln off the cliff wakes up in the morning like the show got picked up as a huge hit. Yeah, picked, and it was the victory moment. So it was this great victory moment. I would say to me, just for my character and for me as an actor, I was able to show a lot in that one. Show a lot of, you know, you're trying to be funny, but you're trying to be, you want to keep it real at the same time. And it's also very sad for him. He's just like this nervous wreck his whole career. And and that's what dr- drama was all about. It wasn't about trying to get the girl and trying. He wanted to be a, it wasn't even so much the fame. Yeah, he liked the fame, but he just, he was really serious about being a, a good actor and being a great, you know, he loved that. He loved the acting part of it. And he was a great character, man. You don't come across guys, characters like this too often. Uh, it, he was a career character for me. I've never had a, a better character. I've never been able to play someone as in, interesting. I've had some really good parts, Bunny, Platoon, all these great parts. But Johnny Drama is still right up here. He's he's top, top of the list for me. Is it hard, Kevin, when you're on such a hit show like that and your characters, for everybody on the show, when everybody's character is so defined and you're so linked to that character... Is it hard after it ends to say, okay, this is, I've got to pivot. This is the next phase of my life. Because I'm sure you probably after that got loads of roles where you're like, I mean, do I really want to do this? Because it's kind of like what I've done already. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I was getting was Johnny drama types. You know what I mean? So for a while, I just got a bunch of Johnny drama types. But it's also, you kind of get pigeonholed a little bit, a little typecast and, and it takes a while to actually come out of it. It takes uh, years. Only time will kind of heal that. But you get, you know, they're like, oh, we, we, we love we love Kevin. We, Johnny Drama, we love Johnny. They're, they're, they're basically calling you Johnny Drama. We love Johnny Drama. You're a casting director. It's Kevin Dillon. You know I can do other stuff. But really they do. They You, you kind of get typecast. 
and not just me, but pretty much everyone on the show. And it's uh, I'm I'm lucky I've been able to fight out of it and just keep plugging. And it's tough, man, to keep this career going for that many years for over thirty years. It's hard, man. Really is. It's funny, uh, you know. I'm currently working with a, a player, Pat Perez. I love Pat. Um, love Pat. Pat. I don't know him personally. I love it. I love him though. Pat's made the decision to go to live. Um, every you know he, he he got paid. He's he's playing on DJ's team, and everybody's just constant on social media saying he's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. And I'm like, dude, the guy played for 20 years on the PGA Tour, never lost his card in yeah. the Tiger Phil era. To do that. I mean, people don't realize to have, and very similar to the reason I bring that up, like yourself, the career longevity that you had to start starring in movies, you know, in the early 80s, and it's 2022, you're still getting work. I mean, that's yeah. you, that would be a scene in Entourage that people would go, ah, that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I totally get why, I mean... <laughs> If they, it's kind of like the um, the movie industry back in the the 40s where the studios, well, they, they're going to pay you. You know what I mean? You, you get paid for doing you, you work for, for them and you kind of – it's hard to say no to that. And I, re, I, don't, I have nothing but respect for all those guys and uh, who, I probably would do the same, you know? There's that scene where you guys were on the floor at the Laker game and, and – and- Ian and Vince, the characters are saying he doesn't want to get typecast. And 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 Ari, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Pippen goes, "Well, there's Batman, and there's the Joker yeah, yeah, pointing yeah. around. He's their typecast around. is rich guys, right? Isn't exactly. that the uh, as millionaires um, or whatever? Have you are have you been surprised um, that Adrian, who played Vince, has you know gone in a different direction um, and has basically kind of forged his own path away from the world that you guys were all in? Not really, you know. Adrian is is uh he's a great guy, sensitive guy, and he's a real he really cares about the environment a lot, as do I. But I have so much respect for him because he's he's really doing something about it, you know. You know, I bought a Tesla. That's not really. I mean, I'm trying to do my part, but he's out there trying to save the whales. He's trying to clean up the ocean. He's trying to do all kinds of things, and I, I I'm hoping to be more like him as the future goes by and I'm going to, I'm going to do more. I, I love what he does. And he's a, you know, he's a great human being. Last entourage question. Um, no, no, go nuts. All- I don't care. I, no, I love no. it. Um, you were the chef on the show. Um, yeah. Talk to me about your cooking skills. You have real cooking skills like you did on the show. I do, man. I do. I love to cook, but to be honest with you, I didn't really, I was okay before entourage, I wanted to learn to make really make it look like I knew what I was doing. So I actually had a buddy of mine who's a chef teach me how to chop. You'll see I, I you curve the fingers up the chopping. I'll I'll, I'll I have everything going. I would wipe the plates clean. These are little things that I would do like that I thought would be a real Johnny drama thing. You know, wipe off the plate as he serves Vince. You know, I wanted to uh, I wanted to make him this. You know, just. The, a, a guy who goes over the top with the cooking, and but I love it, and I've become better because of Johnny Drama. I could I cook a mean meatball, or I can make you know great bolognese, a little mac and cheese. I don't mess around. I'm pretty good. Um, wire room. You 
with Bruce Willis. Um, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, what was it like working with Bruce? And obviously, Bruce is going through the issues health-wise that he's going through. But to to I spent a lost weekend in Manhattan with Bruce Willis. He came to a golf school in Las Vegas with a friend, Carmine Zazora. Um, my dad and I at our golf school in Vegas, we taught him and he was like, hey, we should stay in touch. And this is like late 90s. I'm like, yeah, Bruce, let's stay in touch. Like three weeks later, he called me. He goes, wow. hey, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm filming this movie, The Sixth Sense. Do you want to come to New York and play some golf? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go to New York. Um, we ended up that weekend playing at Wingfoot with Donald Trump. Wow. Um, we played at Westchester Country Club with uh, Jack Nicholson. And oh, we went man. to game one. We went to game one of the World Series when Tino Martinez hit the grand slam against the um, the San Diego Padres. And I'm at, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, no one is ever going to believe this story. I mean, Spike <laughs> Lee was there and Denzel I don't believe Washington. you, bro. <laughs> no, I mean that that's amazing, man. Uh, how was he? Was he pretty good? Pretty good. He was though? Bruce. Bruce actually, you know, he's left-handed. He hits it. You know, Bruce hits it pretty good. I mean, he's got a good swing. He's athletic. Do you know he still plays? I I heard that. It's the one thing he still he still plays, and he's I I hear he's still pretty good. We didn't have days off on the same at the same time, so we didn't get to play together. I did work with him twice. I did two movies with him. The first movie, I I didn't have any scenes with him. The second movie, of course, uh, uh, Hot C uh, Wire Room. Uh, we had a lot of stuff together, and he's a great guy. And he's uh, it's 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 a tough time he's going through right now, but he still gets it done. He was still good in the movie, and he still enjoys golf. And he's he's still uh, you know he's got his boys with him, and they every time they would go to do a movie, they would go play a couple of rounds of golf. And apparently, he could still hit the ball. You know. It's, I mean, he looks golf? great too. He's only yeah, 65 of course. He's, he's, just, he's, he's always fit and, yeah. Do you watch a lot of golf? I mean, uh, I'm always surprised at Tons. actors, celebrities, athletes. That how much golf do you watch? You know, I, 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 it depends. Right now, lately, I haven't been watching as much. But I mean, I'll, I'll watch. I won't miss a major. I won't miss any major. So. uh but most of the time, I'll, if it's on, I'll, it'll be between football and golf. Right? You know, I love golf. Favorite golf courses that you've gotten to play, and what are some golf courses that are on your kind of Johnny Drama bucket list? Ooh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, it sounds wrong to say, but I, Wingfoot is as good as it gets. I can't be it's as good as it gets. I just, I don't know. It's just straight, no BS. It's right there in front of you you know, take me if you can kind of golf course. But I, I've had, you know, I, I played Pebble. I love Pebble. Cypress, ooh, Cypress is pretty pretty special. That was good, really great. I still haven't been to Augusta. I would love to play Augusta. I would love to play Pine Valley. My dad was kind of a, a big guy over at Pine Valley. They all knew him. I think he might have some portraits hanging up there or something. But uh, yeah, I would love to do Pine Valley. Um, yeah, I mean, I just love golf. So uh, uh, St Andrews, got to do. I did a bunch in Ireland. I did. A, I love Ireland. But I used to have a golf simulator. It's called. It was called a full swing golf simulator. I don't know if you remember. We used it in an entourage. Yep. And I was like, Hey, what does it take for me to get a golf? I want one of these. And they're like, well, we could probably work something out. So they flew me out to the big 
golf convention in Florida. Yep. And I got up there and uh, they kind of broke down my swing. It was oh, Jim Flick, was it? McClain? Jim, oh, Jim McClain. Jim, sorry. Jim McClain. Yeah, it was Jim McClain, broke down my swing. He was a great guy. So I got up on stage and I, right away, I mean, I had a nine iron into like, and I put one pretty close to the pin. And he, he kind of did a couple tweaks. This is in front of a thousand people. And I hit one even closer. I mean, what a great guy. And, and so I did that, and they gave me a full swing golf simulator. I put it in my garage, and I played it for, you know, 15 years, uh, 10 years on that golf simulator. Great, great times. Who are your favorite golfers to watch? I mean, who do you watch and you say, okay, I'm rooting for him. I'm, I want this guy to win. You, you know, it's weird, but they're two of your guys. I, I believe, right, Brooks? Is he? Uh, yeah, you, yeah Brooks. I love Brooks. I've met him in L.A., and I love Brooks. I, I love his attitude, and his, and the other one is Dustin Johnson. And I know DJ. We met a long time ago through David. David Winkler. You know David. David Winkle. His agent. Winkle, a great guy. And so we met, and um, he met my dad, and my dad hooked us up together. And, uh, and we all had, you know, we, we went out to Houston and had ribs and had a great time. But those two guys, I, I just, I love both of them. Uh, I love Rory. I love Rory McIlroy. I mean, he's got my favorite golf swing of all time. If I could have a golf swing, i take Rory, you know. What is, um, Kevin, what's the current handicap right now? Talk to me about your game. What's your handicap? I haven't even I haven't even been posting. My game is I've I've been so uh, out of the game for a while because work has been great. The beginning of COVID, like I said, was terrible. The second half of COVID, they ran out of stuff to watch, so they were like, "We got to make movies. We got to we got to get some stuff, some material out there." And I've been working nonstop. So my game, I've never played as little golf as I have this last couple of years, year and a half or so. And I'd probably be like a 15. I'm that bad. I mean, I'm terrible. I'm hitting them off the hosel right now. I mean, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. The, 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 the rumor is you've got the shanks. <laughs> don't say that word. You can't say the S word. <laughs> I, I don't mind because I got them. I mean, I already got them. But... And let me tell you about it. It's something that comes back with me a lot because I – I get them and they'll go away for a while, but they'll come up. And I did this thing where with the Donald Trump golf thing with Mark Wahlberg, yep. I had the shanks during that too, and it was bad, dude. <laughs> and on TV, and it was like Mark asked me to do it. I said I can't do it, Mark. I I, I played. Yeah, I I was at the range the other day. I hit twelve of them. Yeah, I had twelve shanks. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. We we'll take control. Of it. it was the, it was the rough. It was one of the worst moments ever to be what um, be what would you say the, and you're hitting checks. You know, it was terrible. What are the strengths of your game? Uh, if you're playing you know a lot, I you're could in a be, groove. If I'm play, playing well, I could be a good driver. I could get it out pretty far, uh, and I could be pretty consistent. I'm a decent chipper, decent chipper. Terrible. Lewis, I'm usually a bad putter, but I, I got the new claw. I'm working the claw. Oh, the claw. Yeah. What's the lowest round you've shot? I shot a two under at Camarillo Springs. Uh, I had I had six birdies, four of them in a row, and uh, I, I still have four bogeys, 
But yeah, two two under. But I've shot even par a couple. Of, it's for me, LA is easy. You could go out there and it's like, well, I'm playing public courses in LA. It's not Wingfoot, so I'm not. I don't have to, you know, hit a flop shot up on the green. I can I can see the pin right there. I can get up and down. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, my 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 rounds in LA have gotten pretty low. Um, lastly, Kevin, talk to me about what's what's the upcoming projects, the things that you're really really exciting about. Where are we going to be seeing you, and uh, what what do you have in the pipeline? Well, I got uh, I got I got still got a bunch of things going on. Uh, like I said, I have the um, the pilot, which I think will go with Charlie Sheen and Kevin Connolly. That's called uh, uh, Ramble On. So I got that. I got a Reagan movie with Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid plays Ronald Reagan. I play Jack Warner from Warner Brothers. That's going to be really cool. And I just got a text from the producer today. He says it's looking really good. That movie, uh, t- it takes a lot of time because they they have to age him down and then age him up. So Dennis was right in the middle for both. And they I don't know if they're aging me or not, or, or I don't think they're messing with me too much. But uh, And then I got uh, the uh, uh, Buddy Games, Buddy Games 2, the sequel. It's going to be great. It's hilarious. Well, we've got to get together. I can help you with your golf whenever you I need want. It. And, and uh, we'll get together. And uh, if, if I get to L.A., um, I'm going to take you up on the offer to be on, on the podcast. Oh, 100%. I just joined a, uh, a, a golf course called Satakoy, which is a really nice golf course too. So maybe you could get out there and tee it up. But I'd love to have you on Victory, the podcast. And thank you for having me as a guest. I, I've had a great time. And you you now have something in common with my father. My my father grew up at Wingfoot. I, I don't know if you know, but they were just, the brothers were just up there um, for the Anderson. And unbeknownst to, to my dad, they made them honorary members. Wow. And they did this while my dad and his brothers were speaking. And um, they said my dad was crying. And he immediately sent me a picture of his little um, honorary member plaque. And he he's so excited about it. So I'll let him know he that you're on. It. He deserves and, it. And, um, you know, he was a big fan of the show. And, man, thank you so much. It's uh, I've done a lot of cool things. But to get an opportunity to to, to speak to you is uh, – it's a huge, huge oh, thing for me, it man. It's great it, it, talking it's to you, man. It's great talking to you. I love what you're doing, and I love golf and all your guys. Keep killing it, man. We got to get you out to come out to some tour events. Oh, I would love to. I would love to. Let's do it. All Thanks, right, Kevin. Buddy. Thank you. So that was Kevin Dillon. And, um, I mean, he's. it's almost like he is Johnny Drama, the character. But... Um, what a cool guy to talk to and, you know, certainly one of the highlights of my life, getting a chance to talk to um, him, talk about Entourage. Um, it's a show that uh, was huge uh, for me. I lived in L.A. and uh, I'll be honest, I go back and watch it. I'm sure everybody else does, too. So really, really glad to have Kevin on and um, we're going to get him. Uh, we're going to work on his golf swing. I uh, can't have him having the shanks. So. PJ Tour started last week. Uh, unfortunate finish for Danny Willett, but uh, what an amazing chip in Max Homa, uh, who wins again. And then on the live, Cam Smith and DJ duking it out uh, down the stretch, and Cam Smith wins. And listen, golf is golf, whether it's on the PJ Tour, whether it's on the live tour. 
Um, there are players playing golf. I was at the Live Tour last week with DJ. Um, I watched Cam Smith play. Um, he's doing the same thing on Live that he was doing on the PGA Tour, which is playing unbelievable golf. This guy's putting and short game is about as good as anything that you can find right now anywhere in the world. And um, if there was a major next week, our major this week, I think you'd see Cam Smith in contention. I think you'd see Dustin Johnson in contention. I think you'd see Rory McIlroy in contention. Um, I think you'd see the best players in the world get into contention in big tournaments. And you know, I think that's to me that's what's being overlooked by this whole you know live versus the PJ Tour thing. Um, at the end of the day, it's golf, and whether you're watching the PGA Tour, or you're watching live, you're going to see great players hitting great shots and playing great golf. And I think that's what we all want. Uh, huge week this week, the President's Cup. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I think there are some guys um, that should be there, both on the American team and the international team, um, that are not allowed to be there. Um, I, I thought that uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, the reigning U.S. Open champion who played on the last Ryder Cup team for Europe, um, I thought his comments about the Ryder Cup um, were pretty interesting. He said, I just want to win the Ryder Cup. So in my opinion, I want to be a part of the team myself, but I want the 11 best guys we can get on the team. And um, I think the team competitions should be the best players. And um, I don't know if this President's Cup team will have a little bit of an asterisk. Um, I feel unbelievably sorry for Trevor Immelman. Um, he's a friend we had him on the podcast and try and get him on the podcast after um, the President's Cup because, listen, it's hard for their international team. They've never beaten the American team and and they want to have their best players and um, they don't. Uh, they, they're not allowed to pick them. And the U.S. side is, is missing some of their best players as well. So um, they should be playing and I think the best teams should be there. I know a lot of people will disagree but that's my opinion, and it's my damn podcast, so um, I'm putting it out there. Uh, so, but excited. Um, the team competition, always good. Um, the international team kind of banded together down in Melbourne last time and, you know, got it pretty close. Took a pretty big rally from the U.S. team to get that win. Can Trevor Immelman rally uh, the troops that he has on that team? Can they make a run? Um, but team competition, it's always great. And uh, it's always great to see how these matchups match up on the golf course. So I'm excited to watch it. And I know everybody else is too. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we've got some great podcasts. Um, if you haven't gone back and checked out past episodes, there are a lot of good ones out there. So please check them out. I want to thank everyone for listening. And Son of a Butch comes to you every Wednesday. We will see you next week.